welcome to the 37th episode of the Red Sox Building Podcast. I am your host, Patrick Green. Super excited to be here for another episode. We are still in the midst of the offseason. Joining me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Dave Latham. Dave, say hi to everybody. How's it going, everyone? We're going back to the Super Bowl. I know it's the wrong sport, but I'm still riding that cloud nine. Beat LA. I'm, I'm happy, Dave, <laughs> for you with, with your Patriots. And uh, we also have another Patriots fan on the line. Uh, he's going to be a special guest today. Uh, he also writes for RedSoxAndFilter.com. He's an awesome writer. Go check him out on Twitter. He's going to drop his handle after I introduce him. But Danny Barletta. Danny, say hi. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, yeah, my Twitter is uh, at dbars underscore 12, uh, D-B-A-R-S underscore 12. But yeah, no, go Pats. As a, uh, going back to the Super Bowl again, TB12 is the GOAT. Don't tell me otherwise. He, he is the GOAT, and I, I will admit that. Um, I also have to introduce our other lovely co-host who is here all the time. Um, Chris, are, Chris Dorzine, are, are you a Patriots fan? Like, Could I have introduced you as a Pats fan, or is, are you not really have an allegiance in football? I don't, I don't what's, really. What's your deal? I, I like sort of pay attention to football. But if you had to, if you had to put me somewhere, it's with Patriots, I guess. Okay. If you want to put me okay. somewhere, you need to put me somewhere. I don't need enough. to. I think, yeah. I think it's important to put me somewhere. See, yeah, uh, Danny and Dave both write about the Patriots, if I'm correct. Right? That's you correct. Guys, guys yes. both yep. have that side hustle. Red Sox and Filtered, obviously, number one. And then Patriots, uh, a, a, nice, a nice hobby there. And then, Definitely, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't flatter yourself. <laughs> uh, okay, but we're going to get into baseball here. Um, we've, we've had some interviews in the past week. Uh, with all the Chris's um, coming on. We had Chris Cotillo last week, but this week it's just going to be a standard banter episode, which are always super fun, and, and we got Danny this time, so it's going to be even more interesting to hear his insight on the team. You've heard our voices a lot, and there's a lot of similar topics, but so they had the winter... We're just going to start here. We They had the winter weekend, the Red Sox, and they had it in Foxwoods. Chris, you actually attended attended the winter, winter weekend, correct? Uh, I was... I was there. I can't really say like I didn't buy tickets or anything because I'm cheap. Uh, but I, <laughs> so you I, didn't I was, pick up I any was scoops. there. No, no, I you was there. Like, no, I, I passed one semi-famous, famous-ish person, and that's about it. I was there on Saturday night. I didn't get there Friday night because I was at uh, a show on Friday night in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and then. I ended up at Foxwoods the following night, and I basically ate a ton of food. And uh, word of advice, if it, there's no price listed next to the drink on the menu, it's probably super expensive. <laughs> I'm glad you learned your lesson. Yeah. A, a, if we, you have to ask, you can't afford it. Well, we, we had some, we had a couple of drinks, and afterwards we found out each drink was $36. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, but they were more wow. like it was more How like many drinks did you have? Just two. But it was uh, more it was more like three drinks in one. So it was like if you wanted to break it down, it's probably closer to twelve dollars a drink. Uh, I won't still. say I won't say where, mostly because no free ads. Um, but <laughs> it's a, it's don't a, give them the satisfaction. Exactly, but it's a well known <laughs> place in Foxwoods. Uh, it's a good place though. I, I enjoyed it, but you know, before our drinks were done, we're at seventy two dollars, which is Living the high life, I guess. Wow. Oh, wow. But other than that, no, no. I, I just passed one semi-famous person, and you picked up his phone as soon as he passed me, so I couldn't even say hi. 
Um, and who, who was the semi-famous person? It was John Feidelberg of Barstool. Oh, okay. Yeah, Barstool. I, walked, I walked right by the dude. Like, he, he looked right at me. I walked right by him. He picked up his phone, and uh, then he kept on walking. I was going to say hi, but uh, that didn't happen. So, <laughs> so that was uh, Chris's winter weekend. Yeah, um, yeah, pretty much yeah. nothing happened. I won, like, 30 bucks at a slot machine. There you go. Yeah. Look at you go! Lost, lost so some money. Lost some money at the. I was gonna say up. almost, almost. <laughs> drink, yeah. But okay, let's let's get in the Red Sox topics here. So, uh, at this has been the forefront of our attention for since maybe November. It's 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 been what everyone's talking about, and they've talked about this a little more on winter weekends, and that's Craig Kimbrell and the report that yeah we love Craig Kimbrell, but it got a little in, more interesting when the Yankees signed Adam Ottavino. Yankees bullpen obviously is about 12 strong, and the Red Sox bullpen is about negative 12 strong right now. <laughs> so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. But the Red Sox connection with Craig Kimbrell still seems a little aloof. Um, the reports are coming out that it still seems unlikely that Kimbrell and the Red Sox have a reunion. Uh, but I want to get some updated thoughts. I'm actually gonna start with Danny because he's got a fresh perspective on this Craig Kimbrell situation. So. Danny, tell me a little bit about what you're thinking about Craig Kimbrell and, and this, these reports coming out that it's still unlikely. Craig Kimbrell, obviously, uh, unbelievable closer. He's one of those type of guys that a lot of like teams would envy to have. Like We kind of took for granted, you know, he had some rough outings last year, even in the postseason, no blown saves, but like some rough outings. But it's just like a guy like that to have, you know, just – always in the back of the bullpen. You know he's going to come in in the ninth inning. A lot of teams don't have that. They have to go the closer by committee route, and it's just that that's never a fun game to play, and it's looking more and more like that's what the Red Sox are going to have to do this year, and I, I don't really like the look of that. I mean, it is what it is. Craig Kimball is probably not worth the amount of money that he's asking for, um, but it's going to be tough. Uh, there's, there's a lot of guys out there that, and already in the Red Sox bullpen that could potentially hold down a closer role, but uh, th- there's no other Craig Kimbrell out there. So obviously, I'd love him to stay, but it's just it's probably not in the cards as of right now. Yeah, and I, I think we've echoed that sentiment too, um, both Dave, Chris, and I. I think we, th- I think most Red Sox nation feels similar to that. They love Craig Kimbrell, think he would be a stalwart in the back of the roof bullpen, but at the same time. The price tag is a little hefty, so it they got approached with caution. And and if something were to you know become financially feasible as his market continues to develop, then maybe. Um, but Dave, what are what are your updated thoughts? Yeah, so my updated thoughts going into the off season, I was all for saying thanks, Craig. It was a great three years, but best of luck at the next stop. But then literally everyone else got signed and. I don't know why the Red Sox didn't make a play for some of those other names like David Robertson. That was a fantastic deal. If you gave him the exact same money to come to Boston, I would have loved that. But he went to Philly, Ottavino. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that you could have given contracts and would have been affordable. Now it almost feels like Kimbrel or Bust because there's no one else on the market who's really that great of an idea. Barnes and Brazier could get the job done, I guess, but they're pretty underwhelming for like the top two options. Durbin Feltman's still a year or at least half a season away, I'd think. He hasn't even pitched in double A yet. Travis Lincoln's has a lot of promise, but again, never pitched in the majors. You don't want to immediately throw him into the closer role. So I mean I feel like we almost backed ourselves into a corner where it's either gonna be like just not having a plan at all or just hoping 
Kimbrel's price keeps going lower and lower. So I really don't understand uh, the battle plan here. Hopefully there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but I'm not seeing it. Yeah, no, I agree with that too. Um, what about Chris? Chris, do you have any thoughts on the Craig Kimbrell saga? I have no thoughts on Craig Kimbrell because I'm Nothing? tired. I'm tired of Craig Kimbrell. Will you just sign already, dude? We've only talked about this but, for eight straight weeks now. Chris. Exactly. You must have something just, new to say. The only thing new I have to say is that it seems like there is no market for him. It's like the same thing with Harper. You don't hear anything, um, and that's frustrating. I mean, the only thing I've heard recently is Bob Nightingale being like, hey, the Phillies want to sign Harper, Keuchel, and Kimball. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> this is what... So realistically right now, it's 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 the, the Phillies and the Red Sox, but I don't think... There was also a report that the Red Sox have an offer out, or a couple offers out for a lower dollar amount to a couple of relievers. I've heard that one as well. Um, yep. I just, I'm just tired of the Craig Kimbrell saga. saga. I just kind of want him to sign... Um, unfortunately I, I'd love to have him back, but I just think financially it doesn't make any sense. And I still, yep. I'm still on that boat. So, yep, yep, yep. So that'll do it for the Craig Kimbrell, uh, you know, talk. We, we, we do this every week, but yeah, definitely an interesting update. Uh, uh, definitely an element here with Adam Ottavino coming into the fold. I don't know if that changes much, but still it is. It is a little more concerning as you see this Yankee bullpen get mightier and mightier, not to suggest that the Red Sox are, have become like a step below the Yankees. The, the two teams are still very comparable, and obviously the Red Sox are still bringing back most of their World Series team that won 108 games. So not a lot of worry there, but, but it's interesting. Um, I, I do want to I, I ask you guys, though, with, with the Red Sox relative inactivity this offseason, um, and we're, we're on January 19th, so, I mean, a, a sizable chunk of, we'll have like late February when people will report. But I want to know what you guys have thought about the offseason as a whole. Do you think the Red Sox are doing a good job or, 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 or what are your thoughts on that? So I'm actually going to start with David this time. Uh, Dave, what, what do you think about this offseason? Well, they got the most important done, which was re-sign Nathan Avaldi and uh, make sure that nobody goes to arbitration and you get all the young guys happy and give them the money they deserve. Those were the two biggest things for me. Um, I would like to see another bullpen arm added because the only guy like on the roster now that wasn't there for the World Series run is Colton Brewer, which that's not the most exciting thing in the world. But like you said, Pat, this team won 108 games a year ago. It's built really well as it is. And if you could get a more cost-effective closer, great. But um, right now it's not looking like we have that option. I'm as big a Brazier guy as anyone, so I wish we had another bullpen arm. But aside from that, I love everything we've done. You've got a formula that works. Don't mess with it. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, what about you, Danny? What are you, what have your thoughts been on this offseason for the Red Sox? Yeah, well, uh, as far as the Red Sox go, I I mean, I, I can't really complain. Like, like David said, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, the team just won a World Series. And- and almost, like, everybody's coming back. Obviously, you know, Joe Kelly and Craig Kimbrell, the two, you know, most used uh, relievers are uh, not going to be back. And that's those innings you're going to have to find, going to have to replace somehow. But uh, other than that, yeah, I thought re-signing Evaldi was great. I thought re-signing Steve Pierce was great. But, yeah, overall, I, I like to – I think Mookie he got the money he deserved. I think he's going to be making a lot more, you know, as soon as – his uh, rookie contracts up, and he actually goes to. Hopefully, he doesn't have to go to free agency. But 
yeah, hopefully we just give him that extension. But yeah, no, I think he's making the money he deserves. So for for the Red Sox, I think it's been pretty good overall. Though the MLB offseason has just been really, I, like, I expected you know within a month or at least or maybe by the beginning of January, like both Harper and Machado, yep. or at least one of them was going to be signed right mm-hmm. for, for like three four hundred million, and now. They're still both out there, so I don't know whether that money's going to go down or they're just asking too much. Like, like this is the second year in a row that the free agent market has been very underwhelming. Other than that, Patrick Corbin six-year deal, I can't really think of another like unbelievable like. Oh wow, that's a huge money contract. So overall, MLB offseason, pick it up. Like it's it's yeah. boring. No, I, I totally agree with that because it's weird. They start off the offseason with, like, essentially the Patrick Corbin deal, which is for huge money, more than some people expect him to get. And it mm-hmm. kind of set a tone. Everyone was like, oh, okay, this is not going to be like last last free agent. See, this is going to be better. They're going to get paid. Machado and Harper are going to get mega deals. Middle class is going to be not affected. But that's been the opposite of what we've seen. And a lot of the big free agents still haven't signed, like Keiko, Kimbrell, too. So there's still a lot of guys who are trickling into January and – probably into February, and look, we know that Manny Machado got that underwhelming from the White Sox. Like, that's that's ridiculously low to, like, these these prophecies of 300, 400 million that we expected him from, but yeah. Right. Uh, Chris, the reason I'm asking this question about the Red Sox offseason in general is because I think I actually saw a tweet from your account, at Gopher the Topher, or Topher the Gopher. Um, you said, yeah, you said, some, you said something about that you were disappointed in the lack of activity from the Red Sox. Is that correct, or am I seeing this on someone else's Twitter account? I mean, it was probably me, because I, I hate the fact that they won 108 games, and they're like, you know what? We're going to bring the same exact team back minus two guys. That's not productive. I, I just feel like they could have done something. I mean, I most mostly mine, I, 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 found, I think I found a tweet that you're looking at, and I said, the MLB offseason needs to get more exciting. I propose contests between GMs instead of contract negotiations for signing signing players. Is that what you were referring yep, to? Yeah, that is exactly what I was referring to. Yeah, I would, what, yeah. I would totally love to see uh, gladiator combat between GMs um, <laughs> for the rights for Harper or whatever and just set their set their salary and whatever. <laughs> that, that would be that'd, that'd be entertaining. That'd definitely. be fun, right? It keep, keep yeah. the off season moving. Uh, no, but it, in all seriousness, I I don't like when a team wins and then it's like we're just gonna sit here and bring the same team back. It, it kind of makes me think uh, 2016 into 2017 for the Red Sox. They're like, let's just bring the whole band back together. And that team added Chris Sale. Oh, that's true. That that is true. <laughs> it's true. Lost, but but that, that was that's also a team that like got eliminated from the playoffs the first round. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but they just added Chris Sale. Yeah. So, but still, you just added Chris Sale, and then it was like 2017 into 2018. You were like, all right, what are they going to do? And then they added JD Martinez, which is what they should have done this year. It's kind of like the bullpen was the clear weak point. And everybody's like, hey, bullpen, bullpen, bullpen. And the Red Sox are just like, nah, we good. Um, and I, I just, I still don't have, like, concrete evidence. But I feel like teams that do nothing but subtract or nothing but re-sign everybody end up not performing as well the next year because there's regression coming. Like, you can see that some of the performances were unsustainable. 
Uh, I'm not saying everybody, but some of them were. And I just think regression is more likely to happen than um, forward movement or even the same exact production. So that's why well, that's why I believe there should be some addition. Yeah, and I and I saw that I saw that tweet, and I thought it would provoke an interesting discussion. Um, I, I really like the gladiator thing. I forgot about that, but I think it'd be hilarious. Have, oh, I, I think you Quite should frankly. also talk to the MLB about joining the PR team. I think, that, can I, I think counter I that regression comment yes, for a sec? Yes. Okay. This is what so I was hoping for. I agree. I agree that there is going to be some players who are going to regress. Like I'm, I'll say right now, Mookie and JD won't be as good next year as they are this year, and this don't, team probably don't say that. No, so here we are. I, they were they were stupidly good. Mookie Betts had a better year than yeah. Mike Trout ever did, but um, they they were stupidly good, and they can't keep that up. They'll still be amazing players, but like Raphael Devers is going to be another year older. Andrew Benintendi is going to be another year older. Chris Sale's going to pitch at least one game in the second half of the season. Um, so you know, there's a bunch of guys that are going to get better. Ed, Eduardo Rodriguez, there's another one that's a good good bet to get better. JBJ. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like Eduardo Rodriguez a... is going to become the new Clay Buckles. Don't say that. I, I just, no. I, Why like, would you say that? In the, <laughs> in the pit of my stomach. Every time the dude is going good, he gets hurt. Well, see, now here's the thing. 2016, 2017, absolutely. 2018, <laughs> he got KO'd in a collision. That was a freak thing. That's not like a isn't systemic the injury. Of, isn't the, the kind of the stuff other that stuff. happened to Buckles at times, too? I feel like he had a couple of those weird injuries, too. He pulled a hamstring running to first and missed three months. Exactly. That's because he just doesn't stretch. It's different. Sure. <laughs> uh, I, I do. I do have a special love for Erod because, like, I went to I think seven Red Sox games last year, and five of them Erod was pitching. Just how happened. Many, just happened to fall that way. So, how many quality starts did he get? Out of those, yeah. Geez, I, I don't. I know. I know he went. I think three and. I, th- I think he won three of the games, so he only lost one of the ones that I, any of those were quality. I just, he had the 4th of July game, and I know he pitched pretty well in that, uh, in that game, but the other, uh, the other ones, he, he's just tough to watch because he just, he takes forever on the mound. That, that game between him and, uh, Masahiro Tanaka was the worst game to watch of all time because he had two guys that just can't get the ball out of their hand, like, slower. It's, uh, it was rough. No, but. I think <laughs> it's kind of like that game. Yeah, right. Yeah. Jeez, that's that's awful. Well, it's I like watching. It's like watching David Price and Tanaka go at each other. That's like yeah. It's like that's rough feel, too. feel free to go make popcorn in between each pitch. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the Red Sox won hundred eight games, right? And I, I went to two games, and they were zero and two. Like, what are the statistical odds uh, of me going to two games? Real. Yeah. Like, I blame myself for these two losses. That's why, like, I did not attend any postseason games. I couldn't do that. Stakes were too high. I didn't have the money either, but stakes were too high, too. Random, <laughs> random fun thing for you. Can fun. you name, without Googling it, the top four, and we'll go top five guys that for home runs on the Red Sox? Yeah, can I do it this year? Or should we go, yes, like, this, this year? year uh, Martinez. Yeah. Martinez and Betts, that's one and Mookie. two. Yeah. Devers uh, coming in third. Give Devers. me Devers a three. Bogarts is four. And oh no, Mitch uh, Bogarts. My, oh no, uh, Ben <laughs> No, Ben Teddy like so, stopping home runs in the second. So uh, but he still might be five. Bogarts, he might be five. Bogarts, Bogarts was four. third. Okay, third. I'll Devers take was fourth, and Ben Tendi was fifth. Yes, oh, give okay. me Ben. So I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking what Dave said about about 
Dev- I'm looking at Devers' stats. He didn't have, like, it wasn't a god-awful year. Oh, do not get yeah. me started, okay? Yeah. Do not unleash was, the Raphael Devers fury <laughs> built no, up within like, me. Like, I'm not saying it was a good year. I'm just saying it wasn't a terrible right. year, the, just by looking the, at his stats. The line. stats alone don't show, because I'm pretty sure every game he, he hit one home run, he hit two. Well, so, like, he, just, he, yeah. he struck out entirely too much. Uh, he was it got better like in the second third. half, though. Look at his second half splits. Yeah, I'm not looking at that. I'm just looking at the whole season. Oh, can you, name, per- can you name the top three guys in strikeouts? Batting-wise? Raphael Devers three times. Martinez. <laughs> Jay yeah. Martinez, because he probably got the most plate appearances. Yeah. That, uh, uh, that and he, he did not get the most plate appearances. Oh, I mean, besides, like, I uh, but, Betts was number one. But he was up there. So Martinez. Betts was not a number one either. No, no, but Betts was number one in plate appearances. No, he wasn't. Benintendi wow. was number one? Benintendi was number one. Yeah, because oh, wow. Mookie, Mookie missed like a few weeks there. Yeah, oh, he did. He did. Yeah. This is a fun game. We should have played this game a while um, ago. Okay, okay. Here's what... Here, okay, I'm putting in my three. JD, Devers, and Jackie Bradley Jr. Can well, I put in my three? Yeah, okay. JD, Xander Bogarts, and Jackie Bradley Jr. I, I, gotta, I gotta go with uh, Dave. So I, I agree with Dave. It's uh, JD, JBJ, and then Raphael. Oh, I wow. got it. Yeah, I yeah. switched them out. Good for you. Yeah. So uh, money don't strike out. That's <laughs> I guess he doesn't. And he doesn't <laughs> walk either. He only has thirty-eight walks. No, he doesn't. Like he just sets. Yeah, that's concerning, but he's young, so. Well, no, I don't think he's ever like took taken a ball, has he? Like I feel like he swings at everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new Red Sox strategy. I liked it. It's interval. It works for him. That's worked the new him. aggressive strategy. That's what it is. His Z swing rate, man, it soured. It, it does soared. not I, work for Sandy Leon. Sorry. Uh, hey, hey I, I, Sandy love Leon. I love Sandy. Beyond we all love show. Sandy, but he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so <laughs> we're yeah. way off topic now. <laughs> <laughs> What was the topic? I don't even So remember. we're going to get back on track here. It was the offseason. It was, what do you think of the Red Sox offseason? So it was abstract. So I knew it was going to lead to this pigeonhole. But um, let's talk about Chris Sale for a second. Because this, this also came out during the uh, winter weekend. So Chris Sale was asked about how he felt. Um, obviously, he was ailing a little bit in the postseason second half. But he said he's, he's been, I'll, I'll read the direct quote. He said, good, really good, uh, said Sale. Um, he's been working out JetBlue the entire offseason, going up there four or five days a week in training, so we have a good setup going. That was his quote. So that that sounds good. He also said he would be open to extension talks if the Red Sox called him, but nothing has sur- uh, surfaced to this point. What do we think about Chris Sale being healthy, and what do we think about the Red Sox potentially in these extension talks? Because that's a little enticing. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Chris, because I never start with you. So, Chris, you go ahead. Caught me off guard there. Um, <laughs> I was like, I've got a minute here. He's used uh, to like two minutes of Googling and research, but I'm yeah, not going to give it to him. Yeah, this is rude. <laughs> uh, so Chris Sale, I, I, I have to believe that he believes he's healthy. It's probably more of a case of uh, breaking down and whatnot than Stim. It's probably just a little worse last year. Uh, so I'm believing that he's healthy going into the season. I find it interesting that they have not engaged him with extension thoughts. Uh, which kind of signals to me that they may just say see you later after this year. Um, and I, I'm not, as I, th- I think Dave pointed it out at one point. Uh, that this, I did, and you guys got mad at me for it. it. Yeah, so I... I remember. Yeah, <laughs> but then the, but they, as you talked, I was like, oh yeah, this makes sense. 
so I, I think I just don't, I don't see where he fits in the puzzle. Okay, that's fair. I mean, it's Chris Sale. He's he's a warrior. Go out there if he has a broken arm, if it's up to him. So, like him saying, I feel good, I feel great, could be a lot of uh, BS. I don't think that's the case. I, I think I think he'll be fine in April, but who's going to say he's going to be fine in August? So, I don't know. I, I I love Chris Sale. Definitely one of my all-time favorite. He, he's, he's climbing the list of all-time favorite Red Sox uh, pitchers. He's just, he's just that guy that he doesn't care. He's going to go out there. He's going to give you everything he can. And even if he's hurt, he's going to try to go out there. Last year, it seemed like the team was the one that was like, we're not going to let him pitch. So it is what it is. What it is. I, uh, I mean, I, I think he'll be fine at the beginning of the season. And I have a feeling sometime in August, it's going to be like, oh, he's on the DL for shoulder inf- inflammation or elbows or whatever his usual like end of season fatigue. But uh but yeah, no, I, I would, I, I would definitely be open to. Obviously, I'd love to have him back, but I mean, it doesn't, doesn't really make sense if you're just going to get four good months out of him every year. So, yeah, uh, I, I want to go back to your Chris Sale being the tough warrior. I will say that Chris Sale is the second toughest Red Sox warrior on this team. Eduardo Nunez has got to be first. Oh that yeah, guy, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't argue with that. I think that guy. Was a good, Game four of the World Series, I yeah. spent more time on the ground than he did uh, <laughs> than he did standing up. And yeah, and, yeah. So Eduardo Nunez is—he could go out with every bone in his body just completely broken, and and he'd find a way. He would find a way. But Chris laughing Dale is the also entire worried. time. <laughs> no, he's all—he shows the agony. Like you know, he's in pain, but he he keeps it going. Yeah, somehow he's unstoppable, somehow. even when he very should stop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about you, Dave? Uh, what are your thoughts on these Chris Sale rumors circulating? So I'm happy to hear that Chris Sale says he's healthy. Um, he wouldn't be even able to lie about it if he had surgery or any sort of procedure on it like this short. So it is something that I guess rest and relaxation did fix. So hallelujah about that. But in terms of signing him to an extension, I'd rather not do that because we're living in a world where Nathan Avaldi gets $17 million a year. So Chris Sale's not going to come cheap. So you got to think you're investing in a guy who's going to be, you know, on the wrong side of 30, who's basically like he looks like he's a whole 105 pounds soaking wet. He, <laughs> he's shown an inability to go deep into seasons. Uh, he starts to wear down. That's not going to get better with age. And if you I just keep going back to at the beginning of last year. Sales stuff wasn't as good out of the gate, and they were talking about like he changed his grip with his slider, and the Red Sox were worried about that grip put a little more strain on his arm than they'd like, and he went back to his old grip, and that's when he started getting amazing, and then lo and behold, shoulder inflammation. So, I mean, I love Chris Sale. He's been a godsend for us. I'd do that Kopech and Mankata trade every day of the week, but you need to know when it's time to let guys go, and I think you don't want to pay Chris Sale for past accomplishments. And I think 2019 is the last year for Chris Sale in the Red Sox uniform. Yeah, I remember we did talk about this. I think it was beginning of the offseason, and you, it was a very hot take. And we I came out of the gate scorching. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> day one of the offseason, he came out with the firest take. And yeah, free agency wasn't even declared. But I had I, a Drew Pomerantz take, too. That was pretty good. Go check out that episode. Oh, we agreed with you. 
Chris Dale, uh, I think I kind of had to think about it, and I became more receptive. Like, I, I don't think they should extend him. I, I, don't, I would rather extend position players than pitchers who are inherently more volatile and injury-prone. But my, my argument was I just didn't think the Red Sox would not extend him just because he's, he's Chris Sale. That was my argument, and I, I still don't know if it's relevant or true, but time will tell. Um, but, yeah, Chris Sale, in terms of is he going to be healthy, obviously it's a good sign that he's saying as such. You take that with a grain of salt because it is a player saying they're healthy and obviously they're going to most likely put up a front and sometimes they do that. Um, in terms of the extension talks, which are more interesting, yeah, this would be, if, if, if the Red Sox got him on the phone, which I'm not sure if they will, um, he's going to make a lot of money, obviously, and, and they're going to have these talks with Xander Bogarts too, who both of them are free in 2019, and Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts, uh, they just came out with a report that I think Tom Warner said he he would love to have Mookie Betts in a Red Sox uniform for life, and I think that's something we can all get behind. We may be torn on Xander Bogarts and Chris Sale, long-term extension, but Mookie Betts, I think uh, everyone in, in the Boston area, New England area, would, would love that. But, yeah. So, moving from Chris Sale here, let, let's talk about some relievers, because the Red Sox could, I guess, use one. Craig Kimbrell, if he doesn't come back, we just talked about that. Boston seemingly has some offers on the table or some people in the mind for lower-end deals. Um, there was even a report connecting the Red Sox to Sean Kelly, but we got a Twitter question on at Unfiltered. We forgot to ask them. Um, we usually ask on the Twitter account if everyone has any fan questions. We do have one from Scott Nadell, at the, the underscore surfing underscore guy, asked, us of all the low budget relievers still available who do we think we want so dave i know you just talked but i'm going to give you a chance to respond right now all right um if you gotta give me one cheap option give me sergio romo he's my guy i'm falling in love with you know the potential of being adequate he had a rough year last year i looked up his numbers but normally he's better than what he was um i think there's still something pretty good in there you know, I'm familiar with him from his time with the Rays, but he's not going to be like Craig Kimbrell. If we sign him and say, there's our closer, and Dombrowski's like, problem solved, bullpen fixed, no. But, you know, he's he's a decent arm. He can uh, do the job, I feel, is like uh, another serviceable, like, if we have to do closer by committee, he could be a serviceable part of said committee, I feel. Yeah, I even saw on the Red Sox and Filter page, you said, said like something like, Hold up, I'm falling in love with Sergio Romo. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad this case, that you got to talk about him. Um, Danny, what about you? What are you in terms of lower-end relievers, al- alternatives to Craig Kimbrell? Yeah, I, I do like, I mean, you know, uh, but I, I actually have three other guys that I think could be love equally, it. you know, uh, to that. And uh, the first guy's uh, Brad Boxberger, spent last year with uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, could does have some experience closing, so that uh, that's a big key. And he's he's only thirty, so he's definitely he's he's on the younger end. And I uh, and as far as he goes, I think he had a pretty decent year last year. Uh, had not a great second half, and that's why his ERA is like up over four for the year. Um, but yeah, and he uh, he yeah, I think uh, I think he would be the number one. A couple of other guys though would be uh, Tyler Clifford and Oliver Perez, who are definitely older than Boxberger. But I think I think both of them 
Both of them had decent years last year. Actually, Perez had a very good uh, couple of months with Cleveland. So uh, I think, yeah, uh, the, any of those three guys, and Tyler Clifford, obviously, we know very well for his time with uh, Toronto and uh, new, uh, the Yankees. He's an AL East guy. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think any of those three could fill in any of those roles, seventh, eighth, even ninth inning roles. So, uh, yeah, Boxberger, Clifford, Perez. Yeah, those are some interesting names, and I, I honestly even forgot that Oliver Perez was a free agent. Um, Brad Boxberger, I think that actually was who I was talking about. Brad Boxberger has that figure. He's got a nice track record, and as you mentioned, he, he's pretty young too. So that would be someone I would look at if I were the Red Sox. Um, what, what about you, Chris? Who, who are you looking at? Does Greg Holland count as cheap? Yeah. Oh, he'll he'll be cheap. I'm going with him after last season. I'm rolling yeah, with him, and uh, I'm rolling with Hunter Strickland. Mostly because, mostly because I want to see Hunter Strickland punch somebody in the face. Uh, but because <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about entertainment value here, guys. Uh, you know, GMs fighting each other, Hunter Strickland fighting people. I'm good with it. Let's do it. Uh, but okay. Greg Holland, I attribute what happened in St. Louis to uh, no spring training. I don't. He signed really late. I don't. He didn't have a spring training, right? I remember right. Basically, he no. basically had no spring training. No, he didn't. And with St. Louis, he was garbage, but he went over to Washington. Uh, he pitched in 24 games, hit a 0.84 ERA, 21 innings, um, 25 strikeouts, 2.97 FIP, 0.891 WHIP. So I like those stats. I like how they look. So, yeah, Chris, that was an interesting thought you brought up. Uh, Greg Holland would definitely serve the role as a really good reclamation project. He wouldn't cost much. He's obviously had a nice, he's carved out a nice uh, reputation for himself with Kansas City. Rough year in St. Louis, but there's still, I think, potential with him. Another guy I'm interested about, kind of a wild card, maybe maybe a little different outside the box, would be Justin Wilson. Uh, this is a guy who has been worth, in three of his last four seasons, over one win. He's had very nice peripherals, strikes out a lot of guys. He has a little bit of walk issues coming up lately. But he's pitched over 54 innings in each of his last five, six seasons. So um, that's someone who's really impressive to me. He had he had a little bit of a down year, and he kind of served more of a loogie role. But he's been platoon neutral for most of his career. So Justin Wilson would be nice, especially getting a left-hander in the Red Sox bullpen. Now I know they survived without that, and it's not necessarily lefty or righty. He's playing those matchups, and it's more to that. But having another look, having a guy who's had his success and, and who would come on a really cheap deal, I think Wilson would be a guy that the Red Sox should definitely be interested in to a one, two-year low-risk low contract. But I think all the guys that we've laid out, you can make a very viable case that, that they would be interesting um, to get. So there was a little bit of a controversy. Actually, if I've got, I've got one more thought on the yeah. possible bullpen options. Go for it. Speaking of wild cards, let's get real weird with it. Uh, Darwin's and Hernandez, that's an option here. So if the Red Sox just decide, you know, like to really go, you know, dollar store method with this and just spend no money at all, they might decide to take Darwin's and Hernandez and just say, you know what, you're not a starter anymore, go to the bullpen. Because his stuff is unbelievable. He has, a, he has an amazing fastball, great complimentary pitches. But his problem is control. He's pitched a little bit in double A, and like I think he only had a week up there. So he's going to start the season in Portland. And if they just decide that, you know what, this kid's never going to have the control for uh, a starting role, they might just say, hey, go on up to the bullpen, because right now he'd probably be a major league bullpen arm. Like There'd be an adjustment period, but he has the stuff to do it. 
and his ceiling is a, is a closer if he ends up being a bullpen guy. Personally, I hope they stick with him in the rotation for at least a little bit longer, but you never know. So if they really feel like going that route, if they don't think Hernandez has a future in the rotation, I could see them turning to him for a bullpen role pretty early in the season. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, uh, one other guy that's similar to uh, Greg Holland, just like a former dominant closer that could I see uh, that I think could make his way into the Red Sox bullpen is John Axford. You guys remember yeah. him? Uh, Thirty six. So like he's gonna come really cheap. Hasn't had a good season. Who knows? You know. He's due. He's due. <laughs> Six sounds about right. Uh, I miss his glory days in Milwaukee, but. Yeah, uh, all, all interesting thoughts. You, you, Dave's was interesting, too. If they, they really want to go to the dollar store method, they could, could take a, a little bit of a risk on Hernandez and see, and see what he's got because the kid is filthy. Um, and Feldman <laughs> will be up by June, June at the latest. So we don't, we don't even really need to leave. We, we just need someone temporarily until June, until Feldman comes in and becomes the next Craig Kimbrell. Easy as that. You need a war body. So, so he is I, like 12 years old. Let's not bank on him like single-handedly saving everything <laughs> in 2019. He'll be he'll be that guy in 2020, but he, he might need a year. I'm yeah, he might he might need a little bit of time. Um but Durbin Feltman also very impressive. He obviously killed it in the minor leagues, but he still has he, he's he's such a young kid. But I would like to talk about this controversy and and it was Make no mistake about it. It was one of the most egregious thing I have seen with my pupils in my lifetime. So I don't know if anyone follows, but MLB Network does their top 10 list for every position every year. And it's around that season. They ranked right fielders recently. And to the surprise of every single person sitting in that booth, they have a shredder, which is an objective formula, comes up with a bunch of analytics and computes who they think should be number one. Uh, or the top ten list, they said that Mookie Betts was the second best right fielder, and number one was Aaron Judge. Like I, I oof, this has oof. been a great off season for Mookie Betts, but that's just got to sting. Like I mean, like what 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 more do you want this guy to do? Like solve world peace? Like Mookie Betts obviously is the best right fielder in the league in my mind. It's not even a question. But I'm curious to field your guys' thoughts if you can make a case that. It, it changed my mind. Mookie Betts is not the best right fielder in baseball, and Aaron Judge is better than him. Does anybody want to try to change my mind? I'm uh, asking the I'm not, wrong crowd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm I mean, not, I don't. I'm not your man for that. I'm not I don't. Man. I don't want to change your mind. The only thing I do want to mention is that it depends on how much you think JD Martinez affected Betts, and if you pull JD Martinez out and he doesn't exist, does Betts become more of the 2017 version all the time? Um, and that's, I mean, that's, was, a, that's an intangible. Like 2016. 2016. What? 2016, he was a monster with the bat. David Ortiz was there. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is he a guy or is, you feel, you feel me? You probably don't feel me. I, 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 no, I understand that. I, 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 I don't, I don't think it's, think it's hard true. To attribute, I feel I, like it's hard to attribute someone's skill on another player's skill or exactly. perceive intangible. Exactly. I feel like, like intangibles, like, you can't, you can't measure. It's hard to quantify. Yeah. Well, with Mookie, it's like. Like swinging like that, it's a once you learn it, it's there sort of thing. Like, like if you're saying is JD Martinez the greatest hitting coach of all time? Maybe, but Mookie knows how to swing now. So I think if you remove JD Martinez this very instant, Mookie would still be the same guy. Didn't JD say he wanted to rework his deal, like to get rid of like the whole opt out thing? I, yeah, I don't know. He'd I, also I, want I an extra. He'd probably also want an extra like five to ten million a year to do that. Which yeah, I'd take that deal too. 
Like, yeah. I mean, the Red uh, Sox are going to have a lot of interesting decisions, obviously. And but definitely. Jay, but yeah, Jay my, my feeble priority. my feeble attempt at, at at changing your mind is that one thing. Uh, other than that, they're just stupid. Yeah. yeah. I just can't believe, like, Brian Kenny, loved the guy, but he was kind of trying to justify where he could see Aaron Judge ahead of him. And I think Cliff Floyd, I actually don't remember who the other person on the show who was the host. He was like, no, I don't understand this. This is ridiculous. Mookie Betts is obviously better. What the <laughs> yeah, hell? See, I, I, I think some that, people just I, go I for shock value. Yeah. Shock value is a thing. There are people that do that. It, it shocked me. It definitely had me quivering in my boots. That's one of those things, like, that, that shredder, you know, like, it can take in all the stats or whatever, but, like, if you just watch a few games, you know that Mookie is the better overall player than Aaron Judge, and it's not really that close. So. Yeah, I mean, even, like, the, the funny thing is, even if you look at, like, the advanced sabermetrics, like, if you look at war, Mookie Betts edges him over the past two years by, like, a huge margin. Like, there's, yeah. like, a significant gap. So even if you're looking at, like, mainstream analytics, I don't know. You can't even mount a, a coherent argument, so I don't know what Shredder's doing. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think I, I think Shredder's argument was that like Mookie's 2018 was so oh my god that it like sort of artificially boot. This is their argument, not and it's not one I agree with. That his 2018 season was just so oh my god that it kind of boosted him, whereas Judge from 2017 to 2018 was more consistently the same guy. And mm-hmm. like his his war was affected a bit because he missed six weeks with the wrist injury. But yeah. if you look at like his raw numbers, like he was he was um, I guess his improvement was more gradual and more sustainable is the argument, which I disagree with. But you know whatever. I, th- I think that shredder needs to get shredded and just yeah. get a new one. You know. <laughs> yeah. Do you uh, think that there's a shredder that shreds shredders? Yeah. <laughs> have, yeah they have, need to make one. They need to make one. I have I have one every week and and every week I use it to shred our script before the show. And we don't I'm have a like, script. We don't have a script. <laughs> but yeah, Mookie Betts was even worth five wins last year, even though he was you know 106 WRC plus and was more average offensively. I mean, the dude is a defensive wizard, base running wizard. Like this guy's the best right fielder in baseball. That's the end of the argument. But I do want to talk about um, I do want to talk about that the talks that. Tom Werner said he potentially wanted him for life. That Mookie Betts could be here for life. If if you could sign Mookie Betts for life right now, let's say uh, the rest of his career for five hundred million, just sign it off. Would you do it? And this is, yes. like, this is like a rapid yes. fire question. Yes. Wait, is there, is <laughs> yes. there opt outs? No. Who no. cares? No. Yeah. So you just give him five hundred million for the next. The how old is he? For the next however many years. Say, four, say yeah, for fourteen years. Yeah. What's that average? That's not bad. What's, what's uh, that average? Dave, yeah. it's, uh, I don't me. know. Like, math me. <laughs> Five, 500 over 14. Here we go. <laughs> He's got to get out his pencil. <laughs> uh, It'd be like 5 oh, million a year, roughly. 25? Okay. Yeah. So that's palatable. That's yeah. very palatable. But that's saying he has a 14-year career left. And yeah, I, I take that. Uh, but if you, shrink, if you shrink that down... But yeah, so... Let's uh, segue here and, and do our rapid-fire segment. Um, Chris is in charge of this awesome um, game we play when we don't have an interview. So let's, uh, let's do this. Uh, Chris, you're going to probably have to explain the rules to the audience, but, and also Danny, who's never played this game before. So um, take it away, my friend. 
I have to explain this, I think, every time we do it, because uh, we keep <laughs> having interviews with Chris's. So, um, basically, I changed the name of it, and then I changed it back now, so it's not the Rapid Fire, uh, Red Sox Unfiltered Rapid Fire. Uh, basically, it is a game where I ask questions, and nobody is briefed on these questions except me, obviously. Um, and you have to just answer yes, no, or whatever happens to be. You know, sometimes there's a list. Sometimes it's names. Who knows? Um, and it can be anything from, uh, I think one time we talked about what's your favorite pie, uh, all the way to baseball stuff. So that's that's what we that's what we do here. And if you want somebody to explain after after all said and done, you can just be like, "Hey, explain that," and you have like 15, 20 seconds to explain it, or, and we all jump in until you stop explaining. So <laughs> I feel like good. you got it. Over. You got it all. You got any yeah. questions? No, nah, no. Nah. Sweet. All right. So I've got nine of them. Nine of them tonight. So uh, I was gonna go for ten, but I, I left my little flashy thingy at ten. So that's 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 where that went. Uh, number one, did the Yankees actually upgrade their bullpen over last year? Dave, you can answer first. No. Danny can answer second. Yeah. Yeah. Pat can answer third. It was lateral, so no. I guess they didn't upgrade. Stayed the same. I'm going with no, and, and FYI, Danny, this usually ends up having to be the contrarian person having to explain themselves, so you get to explain uh, I mean, well, I'm trying to think. So they, they, I'm trying to think of it all what they did. So they, they lost Robertson. They got Odovino. Is there anything else I'm missing? Or? No, everything Britain. else is the same. Oh, re-signed Britain. Uh, well, I think Britain for a full season is going to be better Fair than, point. you know, that. And uh, Odovino and Robertson, I guess, are essentially almost a wash. So... You get that wash, and I think you just get Britain for a full season. So uh, I guess it's a very I, – I wasn't thinking it was like a huge, uh, you know, increase. So like but, marginal. Okay. Mar- marginal increase. All right. Moving on. Will Machado or Harper sign first? Shout out your answers. It's more fun that way. Chaos is fun. Machado. Harper. Machado. So I heard two Machados and a Harper? Don't ask yeah. me to explain because yeah, Machado don't, just – really, yeah, my, mine was more just, I've, I've heard more teams linked to uh, Harper, so I, I I'm, going, I'm going with Machado. I think we're even split here. No, I think there are three Machados, one Harper. I have no justification for either side, so I'm going to passively bow out of this one. So now, <laughs> now, now, now with that said, Dave, I want you to explain. <laughs> uh, well, when Chris asked the question, he said Machado or Harper. I heard Machado's name first, so I picked Machado. I thought, you picked, I thought you picked Harper. Okay, that's a solid explanation right there. Yeah, All right, this solid. So, uh, who is the mystery team that was reported in the Machado sweepstakes? Cardinals. Very the Philadelphia random. Eagles. Whoa. <laughs> that would be that would be something. What, um, you, what you got, Danny? I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, mystery team. I could see him. Uh, who is it? Was it, uh... I, I, I don't know. It's supposed to be Crap Man. Fire. I, I, I <laughs> Shoot out a team just, just, bring, just bring uh, out a team. Let's, uh, Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> that, would that, would be, that would be good. I'm going with the, Tex- I'm going with the Texas if Rangers. I can, if I can put a real answer in the Rays. Mm-mm, that would be good, too. 
Yeah, but I'm, I'm going with the Rangers on that one. Okay. Anyone, anyone asking for explanations? No? All right, moving on. Uh, would you take frigid cold temperatures and no snow or a whole heap ton of snow and temperatures around 32 degrees? A whole Ooh. heap ton of Ooh. snow and temperature around 32 degrees. Yeah, uh, uh, same, same. I take the frigid cold, no snow. Yeah, I, oh, I, I, why? I, take, I take the frigid cold, no snow as well. I oh, can take, why? If it's, why the frigid cold? Well, if it's frigid cold, I can just stay inside. I have access to heat, and I don't have to shovel, so I can just pretend that it's fine outside and live in my nice little apartment oblivious to the world. But what, what about when you actually have to go outside? Uh, my car's <laughs> right there. My car's right there. <laughs> All, right. All right. Fair enough. What, what if you want to make snow angels? Why would I ever want to do that? Because you like fun? I don't. See, okay. see, see I didn't know Pat, that. have you always lived in North Carolina? No, I'm from New Jersey. Okay, so you've seen... Well, I mean, I've, li- so I've lived you... in North Carolina for 11 years, and we get snow. It's just not... No, no you don't. Don't, we, don't we, talk to me about we snow. So, so we're, no, we're, we're, I, just, I we're just Jersey. negating your answer because it makes no sense that you answer Look, question. Look, I, I, I'm not used to snow as much as you guys, so, like, snow sounds fun. No, sure, it doesn't. It it it's not fun. I it spent, isn't. I spent two lie. hours just Snow's not shoveling. fun, but I just, I, I hate frigid cold I hate when the there's cold. nothing to show for it, so. I feel yeah. it. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's miserable. Danny, I'm with you 100%. I just Ride hate the entire seasonal winter. Yeah. yeah me I, too. I agree. Me I agree. Moving on. Uh, would you rather see shifts ban, runner on second in extras, or more dramatic changes? Pick one of those three. Runner on second in extras. I'm actually really down for that. Yeah, I like the runner on second and extras. No. <laughs> oh, no, no. You have to pick like one the... of the three. <laughs> fine, fine. Pitch clock. That's my extreme. You, you want more dramatic changes, which you mean? Yeah, more dramatic changes, specifically the pitch clock. I feel you. Okay, I- I'm going with shift ban. Boo. Boo. <laughs> Chris, explain. Because you got so many boos. Um, you you remember the time that I told you guys I'm an angry old man sometimes? Yes. This is one of those times. It's all just I need to say. the ball the other way. It's, 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 not not, it's not that easy. Just we don't, we don't do it every day. Yeah, well, just if you're able to like make $20 million a year to swing a bat and hit a baseball, one would assume you can make weak contact the other way, make the defense respect the fact that you can do that, which opens up the rest of the field. I feel you. I never understood why more people don't just bunt. Exactly. Uh, Unwritten rules, don't you know? Uh, (laughs) It's probably specifically the reason. Yeah, but my explanation is I'm just a crotchety old man sometimes. I respect that. Yeah, it's really really the only answer I have. Uh, So moving on. Should there be a (laughs) deadline for free agency in some capacity with MLB? No. no. Um, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes. I'm going well, with I yes. I guess there kind of it. I guess there kind of is anyway. There isn't. Actually, there really isn't. But so I'm going with yes. Yeah, I'm gonna say yes. Staunchly no. Yeah, hard no. Somebody needs to. One of you two needs to explain this. Pat, I'm gonna make you explain. Shouldn't have to cool. explain it again. Cool. Like if you do that, if you set a cap, then what? They can't sign. That's really gonna hurt the player's share of the market. They're gonna be forced to take these lower end deals to play if, if like they have this looming deadline. And that the, the difference between the ownership and the player revenue is already is a pretty big discrepancy. So it would just perpetuate that divide. And and the people who are actually playing deserve more of the money than the people who are just watching from their box office seats. There needs to be a salary floor. 
Yeah, I That's, agree. That, would solve that, is, that is 100% true. Retweet. There yeah. needs to be a salary floor, but I feel like a, I'm, I'm going to counterpoint you real fast, um, that I feel like a free agency, some sort of deadline, something or other, even move arbitration from not February and January to November, um, something needs to change in the offseason. Uh, it's too slow. Uh, you know, everybody actually gets in a fervor about NFL and NBA because there's like a very small window where people sign. Whereas we're still still sitting here in January and the big guys aren't signing yet. That's my yeah. that's my angry old yeah. man take again. Agree. Remove the luxury checks too. So Whatever. so uh, fun fact about me growing up, I wanted to be a garbage man. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So uh, I'd love to know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with the recent cold and the snow in New England, would you rather be a garbage man or a plow guy? Plow oh, guy. Plow, plow guy. guy. That would be That's so not, much fun. Yeah. I'm going to need an explain from you, Chris, for why Garbage Man would ever be on the top of a career to-do list. So it's not like on my career to-do list anymore. It was when I was like five. So it's, you know, a thing. How long did you have that ambition? Uh, not very long. I, I, I used to just make fun of the fact that I was like a garbage man when I would go grocery shopping with my mom and I'd get off the side of the cart and stand on the side of the cart. You know, old school, they used to have to like stand on the back of the truck. They but, still uh, do that in Maine. Do they? do that in North Carolina. Do yeah, they? Yeah, they, yeah, they do that. Well, around here, there's this dude that just comes by and, like, a little fork comes out, he lifts it up and flips it into the truck. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Mm. So he's got well, it pretty good. We don't have none of that high-tech uh, life up here in the up high, here in the woods in Maine. High, that high-tech tomfoolery. Yeah, none of that. Or the pastoral cell. Nothing here. <laughs> All right, this I one... Mean, I, I mean, I'm not that far from you, and I, I've never seen one of those four things. So. I think they do it. I think, I think they do it in rural places more than they do in like cities. Because I lived, oh, in, okay. I lived in Worcester for a while, and there was that that guy that used to like roll yeah. on the side of the truck. So I think it's when you have to like stop a lot that they don't do it. So, oh, okay. Because okay. it's easier to just kind of keep the truck moving and have the guy like jump out and throw it in as you're going. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't pretend to know the ins and outs of the uh, garbage world. Um. <laughs> So moving on, you guys may need to take out your Google sticks real fast, and I will give you time. Google's to up. It. Google's up. Uh, no, nope, I'm going in blind. I like it. I like it. You can only have one of these. The other is wiped from history. Would you want 2017 Drew Pomeranz or 2010 Clay Buckles? 2017 Drew Pomeranz. 2010 Clay Buckles. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, 2010 Clay Buckles. I'm doing 2010 Clay Buckles as well. Drew Pomeranz of 2017. Why, Dave? I refuse to ever want anything to do with Clay Buckles. That's about as simple as an answer as I gave for the shift band things. So I like it. Sure. I do like it. I was going to use 2013 Clay Buckles, but that wasn't a very good comp. So moving on, uh, thin crust pizza or deep dish? Deep yes. crust. Thin deep crust. Dish. Who, deep sa- dish. who said no. deep dish? <laughs> Me. Oh. The person that lives not near a good pizza. <laughs> Apparently not. Jesus, dude. That's oh, disgusting. That's, See, that's I, I love doing these things because we get like the southern version of stuff. And, and I knew that it was going to be <laughs> weird. going to say deep dish. Yeah. That's, that's, three people give the right answer and Pat answers sometimes. I'm not going to dignify you with an why? explanation. No, you need I'm to explain I'm not going to dignify you with an explanation. We are not, remo- not, we're not like, moving on to you explain. That's how my taste buds work. That's how my taste buds work, man. 
I have I had just, deep dish I'm not as big of a thing. I don't know guy. if I should blame the North Carolina or the New Jersey because they're both equally wrong. <laughs> that <laughs> I, is I true. Would say it's a little bit of both. Not a good combination. That's uh that's all I'm yeah. gonna say. So uh, that's all we have for the unfiltered rapid rapid fire round, uh, sponsored by nobody still. <laughs> so back back to you, Pat, for the weather. So it's about 28 degrees now. Um, <laughs> it's a lot colder than that. Yeah, uh, it is. I, wait, it's what is it in North Carolina? It's one it's degree like, where I am right now. Yeah, it's one, fact, one it's degree. One degree? One degree in Stores, Connecticut right now. It not, is, not even lying. It is Let's one see degree what it in, is up in Durham. It's one degree it's in Sturbridge, It's 25 degrees here, and I'm freezing my A off. Yeah, uh, three that, degrees. It's going to drop to one tonight. And, oh, we're going to hit 22 tomorrow. That's neat. Yeah, I know. No, so just, these are the highs. Insane. These are the highs where I live over the next three days. It's uh, one degree tonight, twenty-three degrees tomorrow, and forty-one degrees on Wednesday. That's New England. Stupid. Forty-three, fifty-four, fifty-seven. It's cold. That's like that's like t-shirt There's weather, my friend. Too. There's rain too. In my defense, I right. hate the rain. Me too. Yeah, more than the rain, the rain sucks. The rain yeah, sucks. not not a rain. Rain any season, just just god awful. But yeah, um, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Red Sox Unfiltered Podcast. Uh, I want to get some departing thoughts from you guys before we go. So, uh, uh, Dave, you got any departing thoughts? Uh, once again, beat LA. Let's go Patriots. Uh, yeah, good one, uh, Danny. You're gonna say go Patriots too. Yeah, I, I gotta echo that thought. That game yesterday gave me a heart attack, but you know, I uh, worth yeah, it. Let's, let's, yeah, it was it was it was worth it. It was a great game, and you know, I, I love I love having the Patriots to you know get me more championships. You know, let's do it. Yeah, I, I actually had money on the Patriots, so th- thank you guys on behalf of my wallet um, for that. Uh, what about you, Chris? What's your departing thought? Uh, trade Sandy Leon. Yes, absolutely do do that. My departing thought is I have gotten through this episode without you guys giving me crap for the Bryce Brents thing that was mentioned last week. Um, he hasn't so done anything, I, man. I, yeah, of course, he's not going to do anything all season, hey, but I thought you guys not, would still have me for that. It's not spring training yet. Once spring training comes, he gets a hit. Literally his first hit. <laughs> his first hit, my man. <laughs> I think I made a mistake of bringing this back up. His I, first not his first non strikeout actually. I'll take. Did a you walk. forget? Did you forget, or, or did I just bring this back up in your consciousness? No, I, I remember. Oh. I remember. Everything. I never forget. I no. never forget. Okay, guys, but for real, that's going to do it for this episode of the Red Sox and Filtered Podcast. You can listen to us on a variety of platforms, including SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes. Um, if the Grueling Truth, which is our affiliate, puts this on their many platforms such as Stitcher, iHeartRadio, you can also listen to us on there. Um, yeah, this is a great 37th episode. Next week, we hopefully should have an interview lined up, so stay tuned for that. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you next week. Go Red Sox! Just do like a blooper I'm gonna, reel. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna create a blooper like... session. <laughs>
age 13. See, Curtis, it's not even possible. Can I tell you something about Connecticut drivers I learned this weekend? They all suck. They're terrible. They're worse not than you, Danny. I bet you're great. No, he's probably terrible, too. No, Danny, I bet you're great. <laughs> no, nah, listen to Curtis. I, nah. It is so weird how states, like, outside of New England don't work like New England at all. Because, like, when I was in college, there was, like, a kid I knew that was, like, in California, in, that lived in California. Yeah. And he had a friend who lived in Northern California. And one day they yeah. were talking about how they're pissed that it's, like, too far to drive to see each other over break. I'm like, what are you talking about? You live in the same state. <laughs> then I, like, looked it up on a map, and I'm like, shit, that's a five-hour drive. Uh. Side note here. Side note. Ooh. Who is killing somebody in the background? <laughs> um, yeah, my fiance is putting some pots away. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Perfect time to be putting pots away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost okay. as bad as when babies are crying. The pots have gone away, it sounds like. Should I start with yeah, the I, Holland? I've gone hiding in a closet because she needed to be in the bedroom, so I left the bedroom to go to the living room, and then she came out there and decided this is the time to put away stuff, so. <laughs> uh, uh, so, should I start 9.56 p.m., gotta put the pots away. <laughs> Very tight with... schedule. Very tight schedule. Okay. Tony alive from Vietnam! <laughs> We're not a long state, but we are a very wide state. Is someone taking a shower? That's what... Not me. No. Wasn't me. Literally just sounded like someone was taking a shower. It, it did. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Danny, Danny, Sorry, I'm multitasking. 